Cindy Otis is a former CIA agent, she's a military analyst, and a White House intelligence briefer. She was in the CIA for 10 years, and now she's a writer. So she's contributed to Daily Beast, CNN, New York Times, Teen Vogue, and she also writes her, her own novels. So she... Um, she tweeted something that uh, I think is very important, especially for those of us who follow news, and the news just keeps coming and coming and coming, not only because it's a 24-hour cycle now, where in the past it was, all right, you read your newspaper, then you go throughout your day, maybe you watch the news at night, and then, you know, that's it. In the middle, you kind of do your own thing. But now we have our phones, and alerts happen, and this happened, and that happened, and that, this happens, and it's a 24-hour thing. But usually the 24-hour channels usually focus on, like, three stories, or they focus on one story, and they just keep that going, which isn't good. At least the 24-hour American channels do. But she wrote uh, a thread of tweets that... Um, that explains how to handle, um, how to, the best way on how to digest all this news that's happening. And with Trump as the president, the, the, the country seems to be moving slowly, and that's the point, when it moves slowly towards uh, authoritarianism, you don't usually notice these things. So you want to pay attention to to notice these small steps and to do something about it, but you don't want to burn yourself out either. You don't want to burn yourself out mentally because then you're you'll be no good for anybody who's uh, trying to fight um, this presidency, his Republican enablers, uh, and his administration in general. Uh, Democrats are trying to fight back. Um, the Democrats in office, uh, Republicans really don't seem to be doing that much at all, except for the ones who are leaving office, and even they aren't really do anything, doing anything. So uh, we, need, we need you Republicans, sensible Republicans in this, to join the Democrats to at least stop this madness and get back to, you know, actually governing and debating instead of worrying about, you know, that we're, that we're slowly, uh, this country is slowly sinking into authoritarianism. So she, uh, she wrote this tweet thread and I'm going to read it and then comment on it using, you know, personal details of my life and, and people that I know and, uh, hopefully try to, uh, illuminate this even more than it is because I thought it was, it was really, really well done. So she writes, today seems like the right time to do a thread I've been thinking about for a while and how to handle the seemingly never-ending deluge of depressing and disturbing news. My tips are based on my time as a CIA military analyst in which I dealt daily with disturbing content. There are several, several risks to being overloaded with disturbing negative content. Complacency, becoming so used to the deluge that it all starts to seem normal. Now, uh, this is important because uh, if you get hit so many times with so many horrible things, at first you're like, oh my god, this is horrible. But then like after the 10th one, it's like, oh yeah, it's horrible, but all right, I guess this is the thing now. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. You have to recognize every horrible thing as horrible. And then she goes into later 
how to, how to actually do that. Uh, but, but right now, this is, um, these are the things that people experience when they don't take in news the, news the right way. So the next one is paralysis. That is being so overwhelmed you can't figure out what to do, how to move forward. Um, yeah, because you're so overwhelmed and there's so many things that you, you get this in life sometimes. If you have a busy day, it's like, okay, have to do laundry, have to take out the garbage, have to go food shopping, have to shower, have to work out. Uh, have to, I don't have any kids, but have to take the kids to school. Oh, God, I can't. Oh, thank God I don't have any kids. I don't even have enough time now. But you have all these things, and, and you list all these things in your mind, and you end up not doing anything because there's so many things to do. Um, the next one is crisis perspective. You get trapped in the breaking news cycle where everything seems like a potentially world-ending crisis to you. Like when Trump was arguing with Kim Jong-un, um... I was like, holy shit, someone's going to launch nukes. I said, because it got so inflamed and, and so ridiculous that I was like, what the fuck? Like, the world is going to end. Or, like, South Korea is going to be bombed, and then we're going to go into World War III. I'm like, oh, my God. That was especially where I was like, what the fuck? This is so stupid, and this is so ridiculous, and people fucking actually elected this person. Ah, what's wrong with you people? All right, on to the next one. Depression, PTSD, this is a fun one. You don't have to be on the front line of a war to have either or both. Disturbing content is absolutely a trigger. Sure, you see enough disturbing shit, you're going to be bothered by it. And she goes on to write, These are also serious physical consequences to living a negative content overloaded life. I had a colleague who didn't know he had stage 4 brain cancer because the symptoms were the same as our very stressful careers. Exhaustion, random fevers, stress, and dizziness. Oh my God. So being overwhelmed was equivalent to having stage 4 brain cancer. So this isn't good, obviously. So again, she, she gives advice on what to do. I, I, I hate listening to people complain, especially when it has to do with Trump and the news, because I have so many people I know going, it's over, it's over, that's it. As soon as he got elected, it's over, that's it. We're going to go, we're going to be put in camps, and America's done, kiss this country goodbye, that's it. So I'm like, all right, I understand you're angry, and I understand you're upset. I'm angry, and I'm upset too, but what do we do about it now? What do we do? We cannot despair and we cannot complain all the time because then we do nothing. Where was I? Oh, yes. She goes on to write. So what do you do? Exactly. She is about to answer my question. First, I strongly urge you not to ignore the news slash current events. Oh, my God, people. Please do not do that. I know people who purposely put themselves in a bubble because they don't want to hear bad news. This is dangerous. Get out of that bubble, because if you don't know things, you won't know how to stop these things, because you will not see it coming, because you will be in a bubble. She goes on to write, Ignorance is one reason we have this society. It won't make the problems go away and contributes nothing to their solving. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Now that that's established, here's how to make it easier to handle. Please let us know. So the first one is take 
Action! Volunteer for a food pantry, canvas for a political candidate, donate to an NGO that's non-governmental organization, visit a sick friend. Seriously, service of some kind in your community lets you be part of solutions. You will see results when otherwise you'd feel helpless. So this is a good point. You don't necessarily have to... While I think it's very important and it's something I would do, you know, if you want to canvas for a political candidate to get that candidate elected, doesn't mean you necessarily have to do that. If you do something good in service of others... Now, while at the same time, you don't want to become a doormat, you don't want to be taken advantage of, you, you want to do it on your terms, it not only opens up opportunities to let you solve the things that we're going through, it's going to make you feel good as well. It's going to help you get out of this despair, and it's going to help you feel more connected, more importantly, to people that you may not necessarily agree with. So you may be in service of, say, I don't know, an elderly mother of a diehard Trump supporter, and there's a lot of them on Long Island. There's a lot of people in their 50s, a lot of white people, middle class, upper middle class, and they're angry, and they have those stupid Long Island accents too. So you're, you might be in service of someone, you know, say an elderly mother of, of, this, of this person, of this person who I'm purposely stereotyping. So you may get an idea of this person. Let's say he has a Trump shirt on or a Make America Great Again hat, and you see this person, and you're like, fuck, because you got to take care of his mother. You know, you're volunteering to take care of his mother. It's like, oh, my God, this person. Ugh, and you get all these judgments about him. But then you sit down, you know, you're maybe taking care of his mother, doing things for him, and you talk to this person, and then you, you, you realize, oh, wow, okay, this person likes... Uh, this person likes Metallica, or this person saw Metallica in the 80s, you know, when I was a kid. Or, you know, this person really cares for his mother, and maybe you care for your mother too. So at least when you're face-to-face -face with this person, you can look him in the eye, you, you have a common bond, and while you may not agree with him, while you like, just enormously disagree with this person, the walls, and I say walls, wow, I said walls in a Long Island accent. It still creeps out sometimes. When I was a kid, I purposely tried to get rid of my Long Island accent. I taught myself how to do it, but it comes out, man. It comes out. But I purposely say walls because you, um, because Trump with his stupid fucking wall idea, he not only wants to build a wall around the country, he wants to build a wall around themselves. That's why, that's how he consolidates power. So if we break the walls down within ourselves and connect with each other, even those who disagree with us, you don't have to agree with them, but you make that connection to how, yeah, wow, man, we're human being, all human beings trying to get by, it relieves the tension um, a little bit. And that's what um, the movie and the album Pink Floyd The Wall was about. The, the main character built this wall around himself and isolated himself from society, and uh, good things did not happen after that. And we move on to number two. And number two is, conversely, for those who may take tip one to the extreme, know that you alone can't save the world. Accept your limits. You aren't a 7-Eleven. You can't always be open. At the end of every day, when I've reached my limit, I silently told myself, I've done what I can today. And then she puts in parentheses, note, repeating that to myself did not stop me from feeling like I could have done more most days. 
But it was important to tell myself anyway because I am human. We are human. It's good we feel things. So, so yeah, that that is a surefire way to not end up doing anything when you exhaust yourself. So it's kind of like kind of like exercising. So some people may think, well, I'm just going to work out really hard and the harder I work out, the stronger I'm going to be and I'm going to get all these muscles and things are going to be great, things are going to be a lot different. But the key to to good exercise and good working out is rest. That's how you actually improve. Your muscles build because of rest. And it's the same thing with this kind of thing. You need your rest. You you need to focus. Um, you need to recharge like a battery because we all are human. So do what you can up to a certain point, but don't do it to where you run yourself down. And I think that's applicable to all things, especially I mean, especially things we don't like. So especially if you don't like your job or even if you do like your job, you don't want to bring yourself out. So number two, like number one, is pretty friggin' important. Number three, research before panicking. Easier said than done. But everything will seem like crisis slash earth ending if you don't know what has, hasn't happened before. If it has happened before, it can be hugely comforting to know how it was resolved and or what might happen next. So this is important because... If it's happened before, you know what we can do about it. And the best way to do research is to do the research from a credible source. And that usually means a newspaper, a credible newspaper. So something like the New York Times is excellent. I subscribe to it. I subscribe to it. Subscribe to a newspaper. They're funded on subscriptions, that's how we get the information. So something like the New York Times, USA Today, Washington Post. Um, if you if if you only want to look at liberal sources, the Nation is is factual. If you only want to look at conservative sources, the National Review is factual. Um, I would try to go more middle of the road, which like even though the New York Times kind of leans left, they're still highly factual. Uh, USA Today is kind of down the middle. Associated Press, um, uh, Reuters, uh, Reuters, I don't even know how to fucking pronounce it, but I read it. Reuters, France 24, BBC. Listen to any of their podcasts. If you're not a reader, have it on, even if it's in the background, just listen to it. The BBC does a wonderful podcast every twice a day where it, 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 it goes over the news, not just in America, but all over the world. They're excellent. You, you can find good, credible news out there, and that is how you know. Um, when you find out the information, like even though it's, it seems very alarming, it, it uh, decreases the anxiety from what you're hearing because it correct. I mean, news that's, that does it the right way, does it in as an objective point of view as they can. Um, and they do it almost without emotion because, you know, 
pundits and 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 uh, commenters are fine up to a certain point, but they can sometimes go go overboard. So you, it, while it's great to listen to pundits and read editorials, that's 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 a part of getting your news. It shouldn't be the main uh, the, the main source of your news. Uh, it really ought to be a newspaper or, you know, read, read a history book or a verifiable history book, um, from a verifiable historian. Um, but as far as, uh, dealing with what we're dealing with right now, just the news coming at you, uh, all the time, a newspaper is still the very best way to go or a podcast brought to you by a newspaper or a credible news outlet. Like I said, BBC, NPR, they both have excellent podcasts. I listen to them every day. That's how I get my news, along with reading the New York Times. And then, you know, I'll look through different news feeds that pop up on, like, Facebook or Twitter, and I'll get, I'll get news from there. So while it, it, it doesn't cure my symptoms of anxiety, it calms me down because it's like, well, well what are we going to do now? What are we going to, like, I don't, I end up not thinking the worst when I, uh, when I get the correct information. You know, even if the information isn't exactly what I want, it's presented in such a way that it doesn't raise alarm. So, number four. Get up and move. Put the phone away, which is ironic because I'm using my phone to record this right now. Uh, I'll put quotes from what she's saying to try to differentiate from what she's saying and from what Sydney's saying and from what I'm saying. So quote, number four, get up and move. Put the phone away. Turn off the TV. Log out of Twitter. End quote. And this is me again. And I was just uh, talking about how I get my news sometimes from, you know, the, the sources that, that, that use Twitter. Okay, so she goes on. Go for a walk. Sit outside. Get some coffee. Ooh, I like coffee. Call a friend. CIA is full of people walking the building with a colleague slash friend. There's a reason. Our brains and bodies need breaks from stressful content. This is an excellent point. Um, what I do usually is that I get my news in the morning and then I get my news at night. And in between, I, you know, unless something pops up on my phone and that's earth shattering, you know, maybe I'll read a headline that pops up, but that's it. Um, especially since my job, I, I don't really have the time to, uh, to really go in depth with, with news articles. I can just kind of look, look at the, the headlines that pop up. But, um, but aside from that, so in between the morning and night, you know, I just, I do my thing. I, I, I try and talk to friends or at least text with them. Um, I, I do what I can to keep myself away from the news. So the advice that she has, go for a walk, sit outside, get some coffee, call a friend, get your yourself out of this loop because the way we receive news right now, you can be in this loop literally all day. I've done that. I've done that where I'm like, oh, well, let me look at the news now. Let me look at the news now. Let me read the news now. Let, let me do this. Let me do that. And before I know it, like I didn't get anything done I wanted to accomplish. I'm more anxious than I usually am. Um, because I don't have a break. So I'm going to use the exercise analogy again. 
exercise, you know, get what you need to do. Exercising is necessary to live, you know, a long and quality life. But you need rest from that exercise to to make your gains, bro. All right. And it's good for you to move around. You know, the more you move, the more you're not sitting, the more you're standing, the more you're just moving, you physically feel better. And when you physically feel better, it helps alleviate any uh, any mental uh, problems you have. It's not a cure-all, but it helps to mitigate those symptoms. Yeah. Mitigate those symptoms. I'll have to mitigate the way I talk. And we move on to number five. Number five is set rules. Because of my work at CIA, I had a rule. I only read fiction at home, or I only read fiction at home. I had enough reality at work. In the civilian world, I set blocks of time each day where I turn everything off. No news or social media. Let yourself recharge so you can keep fighting later. One of my favorite things about music and movies, which is why most of this podcast is or yeah, is about music and movies, is because music and movies provide an escape. Now, I'm a big fan of documentaries, um, but when you watch documentaries, and documentaries are really important, and they're really good, but they, uh, they sometimes... They sometimes don't alleviate any anxiety you're feeling because it's more, you know, into real life, especially documentaries about Trump or about news and politics. Um, So that doesn't alleviate it. But if you go to fiction, so fiction from movies, fiction from books, uh, and with music, they provide an escape. With movies... You know, especially if you're watching, you know, I'll go back to Star Wars. I'll always go back to Star Wars. If you're watching a movie of Star Wars about, uh, obviously, a fictional account of a rebellion against an evil, evil empire, it could inspire you. It could recharge you. It could motivate you. So once real life happens again, once you escape your escape or once you get out of your escape, you can now, you know, be motivated and move on to, to better things. Same thing with a book. Um, and if if they don't motivate you, at least it takes you out of your reality for a bit. Think of it as a vacation without actually having to go anywhere. Project yourself. I project myself onto the good guys. I know people who project themselves onto the bad guys. Use your imagination. Use that time to escape. And with music, I, uh, I listen to music to help me feel. It brings out emotions, whether it's, it's usually sadness and anger, but it also it brings out happiness. And music takes me away as well. And this is very important because you need to be recharged. Uh, A theme about Cindy Otis's uh, thread, a lot of it is about actually recharging. When you recharge, you're a full strength. When you're a full strength, you can fight. You can fight better. You can fight better. I'm not saying you can't fight when you're not at full strength. I'm saying at full strength, obviously, you bring on the best fight you can bring, and you get better results. Before I forget, podcasts are important, too. Now, if you want to escape 
or when you want to escape, don't listen necessarily to a news podcast. Listen to a music podcast. Listen to a podcast about movies. Listen to a podcast about people just bullshitting about nothing. Listen to a sports podcast. Anything to take you away from the news that's going on and to help you recharge. I mean, if you want to listen to a podcast about music and movies, listen to this podcast. Yeah! Number six, avoid dark holes. And then uh, Cindy says, or writes, I'm sure there's a joke to be made about that. <coughs> and I'm uh, automatically thought of the, the Beavis and Butthead laugh. Now, Beavis and Butthead were a cartoon 25 years ago. For those not in the know, I suggest uh, going on YouTube, I guess, or MTV.com if it's, you know, and, and check out at least some of the clips. Classic, classic show. Anyway. So she says, I'm sure there's a joke to be made about that. It's easy to get sucked into the swirl of bad news. You watch a gruesome YouTube video, and the next one is all queued up to play right after it. Focus on one issue at a time. Deal with it before moving on. So the way... We get used, get news now is very ADD. So you can be looking at your phone, you're reading a story, and then all of a sudden a headline pops up, especially if you get notifications from whatever media you'd subscribe to, or you know, you don't even have to subscribe, you can just get it for free, and then the, the headlines pop up. So then you look at that headline and you go, oh my god, this is terrible, and you go read that, then you read that, and then then you try and go back to the one that you were you were on, but then something else pops up. So, um, so she goes against ADD, you know, focus on one thing, one issue at a time. Now this, I think this goes the same thing for activism. Uh, You would probably get more done if you, uh, if you pay attention to one issue, I'm not saying you don't have to pay attention to all of them, but just focus on one. So if your issue is immigration, focus on that for a little bit. And then after, only after you're done focusing on immigration, then you can move towards healthcare. Because if you just, like, like if you look at it as, well, filling a hole, haha, filling a dark hole, if you're filling a hole that you dug, you know, and then all of a sudden three holes pop up, you can't go to the other two because then the first one you're doing is not going to get filled. So fill that one first and then move on. It's less stress and you're going to feel better for it as well. So number seven, you need fun. This is important. This is very important or else you will be in that dark hole and not come out. So you need fun. When there is suffering, war, despair, etc. around you, it's easy to feel guilty when you have fun. Feel happy, have a good meal with friends. You need these things. You will be better able to do good in the world if you let yourself have these things. So this is where, you know, I'm very much into self-care and self-compassion, even though it's not my go-to thing. Um, but, you know, it's it's a habit. It's a hard habit to get into, especially, you know, if uh, most of my life I spent putting myself down. So it's it's about treating yourself correctly. You can, you, can, you know, w- our minds are built to, you know, when there's stress, to divert attention to something that makes us feel good. So, for example, today it was fucking Trump's 
horrible press conference with Putin where he basically said he didn't believe our Justice Department over what Putin says. It, it just it, I'm watching this going, what the fuck? We have a, a sitting U.S. president. We have a U.S. president basically, ta- basically taking the side of Russia. It was just like just so – you know, like I wasn't shocked, but I was just let down that I was actually seeing this. I expected this to happen, but watching it happen just, you know, just it's it's infuriating that this is going on right now. So I read the news about it. I watched the news about it. Everything was breaking. And then I just cut it off. And it's 10 after 2 now on whatever. I don't even know what day it is anymore. On uh, on Wednesday. No, on Monday. <laughs> My schedule is so erratic that I don't know what day it is. So on uh, on Monday, the day of the press conference, so I read about it, and then I cut myself off, and I put Howard Stern on. I'm listening to the replay of Howard Stern. He just came back from vacation today. And Howard is talking about just, you know, uh, funny things with his staff and 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 busting everybody's busting each other's balls. It's a good escape. It's making me laugh. It's making me feel less anxious. I suggest you do the same. This was uh, back to uh, getting up on you know one of the one of the previous rules was um, you know getting up and move. You know dis- distracting yourself, sitting outside. This is the same thing. So it's fun to listen to Howard Stern. I don't have to you know be depressed or despaired listening to. Him. It's just fun and it's funny. It's a good escape. Again, listen to music, read something, get out of the news cycle when you can, and set certain times to do it. So I'm not like unless something major happens, like while at work, I'll you know if a headline pops up, I'll I'll look at it. Um, but I'm not gonna ingest any more news until I get home. I'm not gonna get home probably until like you know one in the morning. Uh, and I'll put like I usually listen to the BBC podcast, which is which is really good. I'll list, I'll get my news from that, and then before I go to sleep, I'll either you know watch a documentary or like a like a like a fun documentary or watch some Metallica footage, anything, listen to a a non-news oriented podcast. That's how I take care of myself, you know, and then on my days off, you know, it's make plans with friends. We get together. Maybe we'll talk politics for a little bit, but other than that, you know, it's just, we're, we're trying to have fun. We're trying to pay attention to each other. So, and then uh, number eight, which is the last one. um, And this goes with, you know, getting together with friends and having fun. Talk to someone Often, we curl inward socially when overwhelmed with negative content. It's a means of protection. One of the great things at CIA was that everyone else knew what you were going through, whether it's therapy or talking to your person. Talking helps. Um, So, yeah. So, this is where getting together with groups in person is really good. Um, I have uh, a a friend of mine who, you know, just – Overall, feeling a, a little depressed about about a bunch of things. Actually, friends of mine. So, so they're going to uh, Democratic Socialist of America meetings, which is you know local meetings here here on Long Island. So, uh, and so going to those groups, being with like-minded people to achieve a common purpose and a goal makes you feel better. And it doesn't have to even be politics. Join a group about gardening if gardening's your thing. If you want to, you know, put on a play, a play is your thing. It's getting together with people of a common person, common purpose and achieving a meaningful common goal. Volunteer, do something. Um, and, and then 
you know, you could talk to someone, join a support group. That, those are great too, where you can get together with like-minded people who are going through the same things and, and you just, you feel less alone doing that. So, in conclusion, she writes, None of this is easy. I got burned out a lot in my career, and many days recently, I felt overloaded by the barrage. I'm sure you have too. But you and I can't check out. We can't give up, and we need to stay engaged, but we can't do that if we get overloaded. Keep going. So, there's a balance to this. Don't not get involved. You have to stay involved. You have to stay informed. You should always be informed. You know, even if we had the best president in the world, you still got to stay informed about things that are going on around you. But we don't have the best president in the world. We have one of the worst presidents in the world. One of the worst presidents in the world, not only on policy, but he is just constantly showing authoritarian tendencies. He wants to grasp power. He wants to consolidate power. This is not good, folks. Folks, this is not good. It's not. So we have to stay informed and we have to fight, but we have to rest and we have to we have to recharge. We have to keep that balance if we want to get anywhere. And and we have to also, as I am a pessimist, naturally we have to stay optimistic. We have to keep going, we have to keep fighting, but that also means rest and recharging. If there's enough of us around, the people who are staying in the fight can pick up the slack, and then when it's their time to rest, we can pick up their slack, okay? So please, oh, and fucking vote, please. None of this matters if you don't get out and vote. You have to vote in the midterms. Make sure you're registered. Do it now. Make sure you're registered and make sure you get out there and vote and vote Democrat. None of this third party bullshit anymore. This, this, you know, I had my flirtings with, with Nader. I, I, uh, in 2000 and, um, in 2000, I voted for Nader as a protest vote. And then in 2000 and, I think it was I think it was 2012. I just might have voted for Stein as a protest vote, you know, just to be like, ah, eh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I New York goes to Obama, it's going to be all right. I'm just making a statement. I want to move further to the left. No. I in 2016, I voted for Sanders in the primary. As soon as Sanders lost the primary, I was all aboard with Hillary, all aboard. Now, cuz 2016 is a different time and a different moment in history, Vote Democrat, even if the Democrat doesn't agree with everything you're saying, even if the Democrat is only 50% of what you're saying, then, you know, if that's the case, why are you even calling yourself a Democrat? But it doesn't matter if you consider yourself a green, if you consider yourself a Republican, vote Democrat, because as long as Trump is in, is in office and he is surrounded by his enablers, because Trump, we all know he's deranged, but now he has people enabling him because they want to keep votes. You cannot let this happen. Vote Democrat come November 2018, and we can take this country back. Yeah, I sound like a politician. Wow, and that came naturally. So, um, so yeah, please stay active, get involved, keep the balance, rest, recharged, be vigilant, and um, and you know, listen. If if you wanna if you wanna contact me, let me know what you're going through. You can contact me uh, via Twitter. I'm at Mike Lane Act. That's M I K E L A N E A C T. You can also email me at Mike Lane Act at yahoo.com. <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook at Mike Lane Actor. 
And please rate, share this podcast wherever you listen to it. All right? So take care of each other, and we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, and we're going to win. All right? Take it easy. Bye.